Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a very special Christmas edition episode of Believe in Betting Chicago. My name is Joey Christopoulos. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. And when you're writing that letter to Santa this year, you might not be at the NFL games, but you can still be in all the action at BetOnline. They got game spreads and totals, team player and coaching props, even that live betting app to make some cash. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online, and there's always that online casino as well. It never closes. So head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's BetOnline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining the pod. It's a very special pod. I'm feeling the Christmas season right now. I'm getting the spirit. I'm feeling it right now. So I'm bringing on my Christmas counselors, my Christmas consigliaries, if you will, because <laughs> we're going to have some fun. First up, we're going to bring on, he's my main man. Mr. Mike Choi came up with this idea of Christmas superlatives. How are you, Mike? Joey, it's uh, beginning to look a lot like Christmas, which in Chicago usually means the Bulls have officially been eliminated from the playoffs. <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely uh it's happening a little bit later this year so hopefully yeah, hopefully in the first year, and yeah. second week we're already not canceled <laughs> out of the playoffs so we're gonna have to keep our fingers crossed uh, coming up next in the pod he's my tutty guy some say he's my gingerbread man it's dave Raspoli. hello dave oh ho, ho, holy moly joey i'm excited about today's pod so we're gonna have a little fun guys we're gonna go through a list we're going to come up with, uh, we're going to go into some Christmas characters, our famous movie Christmas characters, maybe cast them with some Chicago athletes. We're going to ask ourselves some Christmas questions that relate to Chicago sports. So first, to start off, is a bit of an appetite. We're going to put a little naughty and nice list. We're going to look at Chicago athletes from this year, and we're going to put them on whether they've been nice or whether they've been naughty. Are they getting presents? Are they getting that big contract? Are they keeping their job? Are they getting fired? It's time to find out right now. So we're going to go around the horn a little bit, and we'll start with Mike right now. Give us your first nice. Who are you putting on the nice list for 2020 in Chicago sports? Well, actually, my first actually goes to a recent uh, uh, recent development in the uh, the parting of Len Casper, longtime broadcaster for the Chicago Cubs. Um, actually, surprisingly, 16 years in, so he's one of the longest tenured broadcasters in Cubs history, which is pretty crazy. And coincidentally enough, he is moving over to the south side of Chicago to take the radio job, which is a little, uh, it's a little interesting, raises an eyebrow. But uh, that's definitely number one. And then number two, I'm going to go with a, a combo. I'm going to go, again, with another baseball reference. I'm going to the White Sox, Lucas Giolito, and the Cubs, Alec Mills, who, for the first time in Chicago history, both through no hitters in Chicago sports history in the same year. So that's definitely nice as well. If 2020 wasn't fucked up enough, Len Casper leaves the Chicago Cubs booth to do the radio broadcast for the Chicago White Sox. I mean, Dave, what's next? Hawk Harrelson is bat boy at Wrigley Field. What are we thinking? <laughs> I, oh man, I would pay to see it. Where's my bat? He got it gone. It gone. <laughs> but he's like handing you the bat and he's kind of trembling because he's so yeah, old yeah, at this point. <laughs> well, he's got a cocktail in one hand and he's got that heavy bat in his other hand. It's hard yeah. to hold it up. That's a nice, nice list. That's a good start, Mike. I'm definitely with you on Giolito. Dave, put someone on the nice list. Who you got this year? Yeah, Joey. My nice list and my naughty list is very short and it's coaches. I'm just doing coaches, Joey. Very fair. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to put him on the nice list now. Do not ruin, do not ruin this for me. Billy Donovan. 
okay? For now, okay? I'm excited to see what he's going to do on the nice list. I want to get so many pick and rolls for Christmas and hopefully a lot of W's in my stockings. It's a great call. He's also on my nice list as well. Mike, I want to get your opinion on this. I watched Billy Donovan's training camp press conference the other day. It's 30 minutes, so it's long, but I watched the whole thing. This dude already knows more about the Chicago Bulls team than I think Jim Boylan ever could figure out in the 150 games that he coached this team. Just hearing him talk about each and every single player in detail, what he wants out of Kobe White. He wants him to be a more vocal leader. He wants Zach Levine not to take on the burden, and he thinks Zach Levine can actually score more points if he gets other people involved in the offense. They asked him about Laurie Markin, and he said, the one thing I don't want to see from Laurie Markin is I don't want to see him become a catch-and-shoot player because it's so easy to defend a guy who can just catch and shoot. That was music to my ears. Mike, are you on board with this Billy Donovan being on the nice list? I am 100% on board. And also, like, it's a low bar for knowing more than Jim Boylan, right? All you pretty much need to know is that, hey, that orange round thing that bounces goes through that circular thing. And the more you get through the circular thing, you win. And and right there, you're smarter than Jim Boylan. So, um, no, I wholeheartedly agree. And, um, you know, it seems by all accounts, he's made a fabulous impression on the team. They're all already, you know, uh, behind the Billy Donovan train. And, you know, the, the thing is... Uh, Hope springs eternal in the beginning of every season for every sport. So that's where you, we are now. Do you think Santa looks at his list from Jim Boylan? He gets like what Jim Boylan wants for Christmas and it just reads circular things and orange ball things. And Santa just like crumples <laughs> it up and throws it out. He's like, I don't even, I can't even put this on a list. <laughs> this guy's out to lunch. This doesn't make any sense. Well, now I'm sure it just says a job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. A Jab. Uh, I'll Dang work on it. that, Jim. Wink, wink. All right, moving on. Uh, I'm going to throw someone on the nice list, and then we're going to get someone uh, from Dave off the naughty list. I got kind of a nice little list here of people that I want to put on the nice list. One of them, you Darvish, 34 mm. years old, shortened season, number two in Cy Young voting this year. Yes, and sir. When that contract went out, I think a lot of people had some questions about whether he was going to live up to that type of money. He was coming off a Dodgers World Series where he was tipping his pitches. Turns out that a trash can was involved, and maybe it wasn't so much him <laughs> tipping the pitches, but maybe the pitches were being telegraphed. And the dude pitched great this season. I do want to throw – I had a hard time. I was trying to find some Blackhawks to throw on the list. I want to throw on there Dominic Kubelik, rookie, older rookie, but came over um, from the European League this year, scored 25-something goals. He's definitely on the nice list. And then my final one, Tim Anderson and Cairo Santos. Tim Anderson's obvious, but Cairo Santos, Dave, hop in. He was my honorable mention. I'm so happy you said that. He was the best Bears player this year, the most consistent. It just felt good when we had to kick a field goal to just go, I'm going to go get a beer. <laughs> yeah. We've never been able to do that. We had to call up all your friends, start a prayer circle, burn the sage, and hope that someone could make it and not doink it. And you know what? Cairo Santos, he hit like a 52-yarder at one point. I mean, the dude was lights out. I can't believe it, but you're absolutely right. Since the good is gold days, you're right. You can finally go and take that whiz during yeah. the point. And the yes. guys lasers all over the field, and it seems like they actually trust him to hit a field goal over 45 yards. Mike, are you on board with this also? Do you have any more people on your nice list? Well, I, you know, the funny thing is – I'm conflicted about the Cairo Santos thing because if stability at kicker with a journeyman kicker is the Chicago Bears' greatest strength currently, 
that tells you everything you need to know about the state of our team. But yes, the <laughs> don't fact do that this we to have... us, Mike. Just because we need socks <laughs> for Christmas doesn't mean we can't have socks. We've been going out without underwear for years. <laughs> We're just recovering, Mike, from the <laughs> kicking battle that Nagy spent all that off season on that was that just a year ago when it was like 10 kickers were brought in and all yep, the focus yep. was on this kicking battle it's like we're, we're we're getting out of an abusive kicking relationship we just want a nice thing old man cairo he's getting it done well speaking of socks that's a great transition because i want to throw uh, it seems like i have a lot of baseball going right now um but you have to have Jose Abreu on the nice list for 2020. Yes, can we can we finally yes, finally say sir. this guy is a superstar in Major League Baseball? I mean, he's got to be one of the most underrated stars in the sport currently, right? I mean, every year he's hitting basically 300, 30 plus home runs, 110 plus RBIs. I mean, that's literally what he's averaging, and you know, it culminates this year in a shortened season, but a 2020 MVP campaign. So. Is Jose Abreu slowly getting into that Paul Canerco category for you? Slowly. Not there yet, obviously. But, I mean, if he can put together uh, a full season like he did in this half season, ooh, baby, we're, he's in that conversation. Yeah, Mike, are you, are you putting him in that tier of, like, your all-time, the all-timers, like the Paul Canerco, the Mark Burley? It's not just the greatest players, but the, just the, the fan favorites combined with the production. I, he's he's got to be. I mean, production-wise, already, already production-wise. And in terms of a fan favorite, I mean, there's so many names to pick from this current Sox roster that'll hopefully be names that we hear together as a team for the next five, six, seven, eight years. But yeah, he's he's right up there. Um, but again, it, for some reason, even in the city of Chicago, is kind of an unknown commodity. So hopefully, after this MVP campaign, his name rightfully gets out to the forefront. Mike, we're going to come right back to you here. It's time to put some people on the naughty list. Now, this this is I'm guessing this list is really long. So we're going to throw a couple out there, and then we're going to move on because we could do a whole pod about the naughty list. But who are you nominating on the naughty list for Chicago sports athletes, teams, coaches, organization, whatever you want? Joey, mine is pretty obvious. In the year this year, 2020, I teased it last episode. It has to be Javon Wims. Javon <laughs> Sucker Punch Wims punching CJ Gardner Johnson of the New Orleans Saints right in the face and then clapping like he did something amazing. Yeah, and he thought all, that the penalty yeah. was going to be called on them. Yeah. What are and, you doing? And the funny thing is, it's like, I think we've all been there. Like all his other teammates were just kind of like walking away. Like, I, I don't know this guy. Kind of like that drunk friend who's acting like an idiot at the bar, just walking away. I, this guy isn't with me. And Christmas must have come early for Javon because I expected an immediate dismissal from the from the team. I thought he was going to get cut for sure for a guy who, who was a non-impactful player for the Bears. And he still maintained, is, is on the roster, right? Yeah, I, he's I still, still getting checks. He's, on the roster. he's so still getting checks. Christmas came early for Javon. Weird move, and honestly, I mean, I know we lost the Colts game, I think, the week prior, but it really felt like, I mean, remember, the Bears were winning in that first half, and it really felt like, at that point, the season just completely flew off the rails, and honestly, hasn't come back since. I mean, I mean, it's still, it's just been so brutal. Dave, who are you putting on the naughty list? Well, Joey, uh, I'm going to go with <laughs> Javon Wims's coach, Matt Nagy, baby. He's on there. He's in bold letters. He's underlined three times. He's circled. He's getting nothing but coal because that's what he's given us fans game after game. Play calling was a mess. 
Bill Lazor or not, doesn't matter. It starts at the top. I've been very disappointed. I don't think we've had, I mean, maybe we need to time stamp this, but we haven't had a ton of club dub lately. <laughs> maybe maybe been a recently lot. we have, but there hasn't been a ton this year. And he's to blame, man. If I see another play that develops at third and long behind the line of scrimmage, I'm going to blow my bear's brains out, Joey. He's the naughty list. He's the whole list for me. Follow-up to you. If Matt Nagy could ask Santa for one thing, what do you think he would ask for? He'd probably ask for a third mediocre quarterback and then hand him millions of dollars and then start another rat race to see who's going to start the next week. I was going to say he's going to ask for Alex Smith. Uh, <laughs> that's exactly that's the caliber he's looking for don't be surprised if the cowboys cut andy dalton and we throw ourselves at him yeah my naughty list honestly i started listing uh the entire mccaskey family uh ted okay. phillips ryan yep. pace Matt yes. Nagy, and then i started yes. just listing everyone in the organization and i was like this might this segment might get a little long so i'm yeah. actually gonna you already did it i'm gonna pivot off and my naughty list is the entire cubs core Okay. This offensive Ooh. core that was supposed to show up this season, you know, Kyle Schwarber's already non-tendered. Chris Bryant's on the trading block. Anthony Rizzo barely hit 200. Javi Baez, I think, barely hit 200. All these guys, not a single one of them, outside of maybe Wilson Contreras, who hit 240. You know, you never like to see, you know, the guys that win the World, like the World Series or a championship. You never like seeing those guys broken up. But it's even worse when they get broken up this way, when they're just so bad. And I want to put Carlos Rodon on there, but you know what? He's got Give enough break, problems. Man. Give him a break. Let's get him a Bic razor, a Gillette razor, or something like that for Christmas. That was our naughty and nice segment. We're going to move on here a little bit. We're going to do a couple of a uh, couple, little bit of some fill in the blanks, and then we're going to get into some Christmas casting. My first one for you guys, and here is the setup. It is Christmas Eve. Santa, who has been working hard all season long, maybe starts having a couple cocktails while they're starting to load the presents up onto the sleigh that are about to take off from the North Pole. Next thing you know, you know, he's at the bottom of the bottle. He's drunk. He's passed out. He can't operate the sleigh. You know, you would think maybe Rudolph could pop in there and just take it over for one night. But you know what? Contract negotiation. He's holding out right now. He's trying to get a long-term deal. It's not working out. There's total disarray. Name me one current Chicago sports coach that you trust the most to guide the sleigh to get the presents to all the little kitties out there in the world, who would it be? I'm going to go with process of elimination here, Joey. We know Nagy would just throw to the sleigh behind the line of scrimmage on third and long. <laughs> Billy Donovan might sub out Rudolph for Prancer a little too early. And Jeremy, yeah, and Jeremy is literally the same age as me. So there's no way he can handle all those reindeer. Jeremy Carlton does not have a sleigh license at this no, particular time in his life. absolutely not. Yes, so correct. I'm going to go with hot off a of DUI. Oh, no. Tony La Russa. But, Dave, he brought the schnapps over. He brought the schnapps and gave it to Santa. He's complicit. Was this part of the plan all along? Listen, Joey, I think this is the guy to handle the sleigh. He's old enough. He looks the part. The reindeer won't even notice. There's a difference. They'll be like, yeah, smells like, smells like whiskey. Yeah, that must be Santa. Yeah, that's, that's our guy. 
Uh, and let's face it, that sleigh is basically a justified Uber, right? I mean, Rudolph's doing the actual guy. <laughs> so it's actually perfect for Tony LaRusso. He doesn't have to do much. And my hope is he'll find his true calling and will be able to hire someone who's coached within the last five years in the major leagues. That's my hope. I'm telling you, you're going a little against the grain, but I'm loving it. I, I thought this was like a baiting question. The last person you want is Tony La Russa, And you said the first person that you want is a sleeping, nodding off Tony La Russa on the sleigh. Let the people out there on the field, as in the reindeer, let them do the job. And you yeah. just sit in the back and you just let it happen. Yeah. Mike, Santa's drunk. He's passed out. You got to find a Chicago, current Chicago coach to guide the sleigh tonight to get the presents to all the kitties around the world. Who are you picking? I mean, I'm, I'm actually going to go uh, uh, off of Dave a little bit and actually uh, say a name that he threw out there uh, based all on potential, obviously. But uh, Chicago head coach, Chicago Bulls head coach, Billy Donovan. And again, as I said before, you know, hope springs eternal. The season hasn't started yet. They haven't played a single game. And so it's this, this idea that just like Santa, he can start spreading gifts to everyone in Chicago with Chicago Bulls wins. So that, that's what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm hoping for. It's a beautiful he looks, thing. He looks at all the kids' gifts and gives an amazing detailed scouting report about each one. And he's like, you know what I mean? Now, this is a fantastic gift. Um, I'm going to go a little bit off the board. we got Tony La Russa. Uh, we've got Billy Donovan. I'm going to go Grandpa Rossi. Only problem that I'm worried about is Grandpa Rossi is such a nice guy. This was mentioned on a pod the other day that, unfortunately – could he actually go into the living room as Santa because he would want to meet everyone. He'd want to shake everyone's <laughs> hand. He'd want to become everyone's friend. Like, hi, hello, I'm Santa. Oh, no, bring the kids in here. Let's get a picture. No, it's okay. Whatever. No big deal. But Grandpa Rossi, he's got the PR. I think he's got, like, the popularity stats to get it done. Dave, you brought a great one to the table, and I'm going to let you set this one up so you take it away. Well, my all-time favorite Christmas movie is Christmas Vacation. And I was really trying to think here. My favorite character is Uncle Eddie. So I just want to ask you to this question. Who in Chicago currently, athlete, coach, who is most likely to barge in your house and tell you that your shitter's full and probably leave an upper decker? So who would you be? I'll just go ahead and tell you mine is also Tony La Russa. <laughs> <laughs> Santa's having a busy night. He gets to the first house and he's like, ooh, that crept up on me. <laughs> Mike, Mike, do you got one? Who would uh who would leave an upper decker uh maybe during the Christmas party or on Christmas Eve? Well, Joey, uh earlier you had mentioned an entire team in Chicago, the 2020 Chicago Cubs. I'm gonna do you one better. I'm gonna go with the history of the Chicago Bears against the Green Bay. Packers uh, you know outside this, the box I love that in this storied uh, rivalry uh, just recently Green Bay has won their hundredth game against the Chicago Bears um, and even more recently which is really sick that's hard to stomach uh, between the Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers era we are on, uh, they lead the series 42 to 15 um, it's 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 just pure dominance and it, it, it does it does it is it a coincidence that the remodeled soldier field kind of, if you look at it and I just thought about this today, I never really realized until today 
kind of looks like a gigantic metallic toilet seat. So it's very, very apropos that- uh, Like a futuristic uh, bidet of some yeah, kind? Yeah. Like so, they didn't know yeah. what they were walking themselves into? Yeah. The entire Chicago Bears always shit toilet. <laughs> We all know that the all-time dude that we're leaving up a decker in someone's house is A.J. Prezinski, right? I mean, that's an oh, all-timer. Sure. That's an easy call uh, all day that's long. calling card. <laughs> that is his calling card. And then he leaves a card there and says, you've been upper decked by, by A.J. Um, but I'm going to go with actually – I'm going with Nick Foles because it's the guy you least suspect. The nice, clean-cut guy. We got sold – we got sold a bill of goods that it's not exactly what we ended up getting in return with Nick Foles. We were giving him a ton of money to be a statue back there. He was supposed to be this accurate game managing veteran savant guru of some kind and then came in and went two and four. The accuracy kind of went out the window, couldn't throw the ball deep downfield. His impassioned postgame speeches did not translate over to impassioned on field play. So for me, as, as a Chicago Bears fan, I felt like we invited Nick Foles into our house. We gave him a big, huge, delicious meal. He excused himself from the table, came back and was like, oh, I need to, I, I got to go. Uh, something just happened at my house. And then you go back and you realize that BDN just dropped a BDD in the upper decker of my bathroom. I'm going with Nick Foles on that one. It's a great choice, Joey. And as absolutely representative of Nick Foles, just full of shit. <laughs> yes. I was just saying, it always comes in the shape of a brown-shaped football. So it's very, <laughs> very uh, apropos once again. No, no, no. That's uh, the football from my, my Super Bowl. I got to go. I'll see you. Uh, we're going to move on to our next segment here. This is my favorite one. I'm super excited about this one. We're going to do something called Christmas casting. This was another great idea from Mike's. So we're going to take some of our favorite movie characters or some of – the great characters of our Christmas traditions, and we're going to try and see who would best embody them from our Chicago athletes to either play them in a movie or what kind of, you know, their performance or our fandom for them fits closest to these characters. We're going to begin. Mike, you're going to go first. Let's go with the big dog. Let's go with Santa Claus. Which Chicago athlete, coach, former, current, whatever, would best exemplify or play Santa in a movie? Well, I mean, uh, once again, we're going to go with theme. We kind of talked about Billy Donovan playing uh, uh, Driving Santa's uh, sleigh. So I'm going to stay within the organization. And uh, once again, hope, this is once again all based on potential and hope. I'm going to say Arturus Karnasovas. Ooh, and, a very yeah, skinny you know, Santa, a skinny uh, tall well, Santa. You know, he can, you know, he's, he's just recently arrived to Chicago. So l let him get some deep dish pizza and some polar sausage. I'm sure he'll put on the pound in a couple. Um, but uh yeah, you know, talk about uh, leading a team adorned in red uh, who, you know, function over the course of a winter. Uh, winter. Uh, yeah, I think Arturis, hopefully, uh, once again, continuing that theme, will start gifting us uh, Chicago Bulls winning seasons, if not this season, in the very near future. And that's the Christmas spirit, my friend, is what you're doing right now, is you're, you're actually trying to put that into, yeah, making those presents and making – the success of the basketball team that we know and love for so long actually becomes successful at some point, you know, in the next five years. I, I'm into it. I'm all over it. Christmas miracle. It's a great pick. Dave, Santa, you got to cast him. You only got your pick of the lot from Chicago athletes, coaches, former or current. Who do you got? This is the first person that popped in my head. I, Santa Claus, and I thought, Akeem Hicks. I, I got that one on there, too. Yeah. Physically, dead ringer, and I think, like, if he can stuff the run, he can stuff the presents. Okay? 
The guy's good to go. I mean, he also seems very jolly. I'll say that about Hakeem Hicks. He might be one of the the Bears' uh, defensive players who I would really like to just sit down and have a beer with. He seems like a good dude, a jolly dude. He's pretty funny. I've heard a few of his games where he's mic'd up. He's got a jolly laugh. Akeem Hicks, final answer. Him being mic'd up, and also I'm just imagining now – he drops off the presents, he shimmies up the tree, and he does like that sack dance where he's like kind of bobbing his head and his <laughs> eyes are going crazy. Like he just like successfully dropped off the presents. Yeah. Dave, I thought you were going to say uh, what it'd be like to sit on his lap, continuing the, the Santa theme before you said with, to have a beer. I was like, oh, you know what? That'd That's be how interesting. I like to have a beer with my butts, Mike. We haven't had a beer in a while, and I can't wait for this COVID thing to end so I can sit on your lap and enjoy a Bud Light Lime. Okay, pal? One of them I had on there was Joe Madden. Just a cool dude. Rocks mm-hmm. the gray really well. Already does the glasses. Makes a lot of sense. If I can bring him back from the dead, Papa Bear Hallis. Mm-hmm. Santa's, Santa's, you know, uh, eternal. So we can always bring that dude back from the dead. True. Lovey Smith in the gray beard right now. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but at U of I, he has a full-on Santa beard. So if we're doing like a central casting situation, that's a great call. I had Akeem Hicks. I had uh, Refrigerator Perry. But, Dave, you're going to love this one. Bartolo Cologne. Oh perfect, perfect casting. <laughs> just perfect casting. We're not giving him a ton of lines. We're just telling him to say, ho, ho, ho. We're telling him, hey, man, you don't need to trim down. You need to fatten up. And he's like, I'm already on it. Uh, Bartolo Cologne is my Santa of choice in Chicago, White's, <laughs> Chicago sports lore. I just pictured Bartolo Cologne sitting on the sleigh and all the reindeers doing like a, oh, come on, man. We can't pull this guy. And also, which way is he looking? Will they know which way to go? Yes. Yeah, because he can't. Well, yeah, he can't turn, but still can throw a snowball 88 miles an hour. We're going to move on to our next one. This one, um, this one might seem obvious. We might breeze through this one a little bit. We're going to hit the Grinch. Well, I just try and think of Christmas, and every Christmas, who finds a, wa- a way to steal my Christmas joy? Ryan Pace. <laughs> he is the Grinch. He's got, like, the low voice, too, to, like, stank, stunk. That's our team. That guy finds a way to steal my joy year-round, but especially around Christmas time when it's time to figure out who's going to the playoffs and who hasn't lost enough to get a decent draft pick, and that's usually the Bears. He does a nice uh, mental game, too, as well, where he gets your hopes up thinking that you are going to get something cool by Christmas time, but then by Christmas time, you're looking at next year's draft. Mike, who do you got cast as, as the Grinch? Well, I feel like we're going to have a lot of repeat offenders throughout this oh, list. Oh, and that's okay. Through. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I am actually going to go with the name that was uh, brought up earlier and Tony LaRussa, you know, the, <laughs> yeah. a guy who's got a, you know, very prickly demeanor. Um, you know, he's not going to win any personality pageants, but uh, if he continues to move the socks forward, just like the Grinch, that everyone's going to kind of come to love him. So, uh, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's the Grinch in my, my mind for sure. Yeah, so wait, let me set the scene, right? It's the White Sox clubhouse. They've just won eight out of nine. Comeback win, Jose Abreu, walk-off home run. They're in the locker room. They're listening to music. They're bumping. They're young, exuberant players. And then in walks Tony La Russa with his frown, and it just, the music just stops, and then he walks to his office. Very Grinch-like. We're going to move on, Mike. You're going to go first on this one. Frosty the Snowman. Not easy. No, this, this one this was is actually... A little more I, interpretive. 
you know, all these are more, uh, I guess, thematically related than than uh, physically, you know, the, uh, the appearance related. But I'm going to go with uh, recently departed, as is uh, not, not died, but moved on to a different team. Uh, one of Chicago's all-time favorite goalies, Corey Crawford. Just like Frosty, Corey was a jolly, happy soul. And just like Frosty's magical top hat, once Corey donned his goalie helmet, he began to dance around, leading the Hawks to two Stanley Cups. This one was easy for me. I'm going Luis Roberts during September. Ice cold. Oh, <laughs> shots fired. Ice That's so good. Cold. Frozen. <laughs> the bat was frozen. Who left him out in the sun? He had 085 in the month of September. Brutal. Cripes, but I'm very glad that he then melted down. And I don't remember the story of Frosty the Snowman, what happens to him when he melts, but apparently he becomes an absolute monster. Uh, the story goes, he uh, Frosty hits a 465-foot home run deep into the seats against the A's. But then, you know, Ricky Renteria ends up screwing it up in the end. And that's the end of Frosty the Snowman. What a sad story. I was trying to go back to the lyrics, you know. Frosty the Snowman was a jolly, happy soul, corncob pipe, but nose, two eyes made out of coal. So... A guy that you think is real, corncob pipe, maybe a rich guy, but you know what? Mm. He's not real. It's a figment of your imagination. I'm going Cristiano Felicio on the Chicago <laughs> Bulls, signed a $36 million deal after averaging 4.5 points a game. He's still on the books right now. He's still cashing checks. I mean, if we ever want to talk about the ultimate Fugazi contracts in Chicago sports history, here we go, guys. This one's going to be good. Krampus. Now, Krampus, if you're not too familiar, Krampus is a, is, a, is a movie that came out about four or five years ago, a movie that actually I enjoy very much, about a mythical just monster, if you will, who comes back to collect the souls of children through very hilarious, elaborate ways throughout the movie, as I learned. So, Dave, going off of that, who is your Krampus in Chicago sports right now? I got to be honest, Joey. I didn't know who Krampus was. It was on the list. I've never seen it. So here's, I just tried to think who would be the scariest person to pop out of my closet. And it's got to be Dennis Rodman. <laughs> Any time of year, Christmas, Halloween, Flag Day, just a Monday. I don't want Dennis Rodman anywhere near my house. I don't want him to know my address. I don't know if that fits Krampus, Joey, but I feel like it could. I, I think you're going with the vibe that you want something that's going to scare you and nothing would scare you like Dennis Rodman Christmas morning instead of opening up presents. I think that would really get you going. Uh, Mike, we're going to go over to you. Who, did you ever see the movie Krampus? Well, I, I haven't seen the movie Krampus, but I am aware because Krampus is based on uh, Central European folklore. It's a, a half goat, half demon form figure who during the Christmas season punishes children who have misbehaved. So in that vain oh. i'm going to go he's been mentioned prior jim boylan who yes. uh you know his form of punishment was uh running practices every day running his players into the ground um and you know uh, once again terrorized not only the roster but the city of chicago during a short uh two-ish year uh tenure so um again uh, my, my stuff more lies in the thematic range, but I mean, he, he, we're talking about a half goat, half demon. It's got to yeah. be Jim Boylan. <laughs> this year for Christmas, we're running gassers. We're doing ladders for two hours. Krampus, he keeps coming and, you know, when kids misbehave, he snatches them, right? And he just keeps grabbing them and grabbing them and grabbing them. And every time he pokes out, right, something bad's going to happen. 
So I'm going Ricky Renteria on this one because every mm. time that dude walked out of the dugout and put his hand up in the air during that Oakland A's series, something bad was going to happen. No matter who it was, no matter who started the game, it was like Dane Dunning. Next thing you know, here comes Krampus pulling you out of the game, bringing someone else in. Oh, Carlos Rodon, here comes Krampus with the hook. Here's the next one. This one, I'm dead locked on. I'm going to go first on this one. Ebenezer Scrooge. And Ebenezer Scrooge, to me, is look no further than on the north side, Mr. Tom Ricketts himself. Mr. We're going to remake the neighborhood. Mr. We're going to start the marquee network. And then all of a sudden, the last three or four years, I don't have any money. Oh, I don't have any money. We can't sign this guy. We can't sign that guy. We can't lock up the core long term. We can't go out and get free agents all of a sudden. This year now, we're slashing payroll because they're taking a bath on $100 million. Well, I got news for you, Mr. Ricketts. You make upwards of $350 to $400 million in profit per year from the Chicago Cubs. If you lose $100 million one year, boo-hoo. You still got to put a competitive team out there. You just won the World Series. We can't go back to the doldrums right now. Tom Ricketts, you are my Ebenezer Scrooge right now. Cole in your stocking, sir. Mike, we're going to go to you first. Who is your Scrooge? He just came up, but I'm actually going to go with Rich Renteria for <laughs> Ebenezer Scrooge. Actually, for, from a different viewpoint, um, if, if anybody's probably embracing a bah humbug view, especially towards the city of Chicago, it's got to be Rich Renteria because, you know, uh, however many years ago after you're uh, managing the Chicago Cubs, he gets released so they could bring in Joe Madden. What happens? They go win the World Series. Then finally gets another managing job. Leads the, leads the White Sox to their first playoff berth since 2008. What happens? He gets the boot. So he must very much be like bah humbug to the city of Chicago. From an actual uh, monetary standpoint, we have to talk about Chicago Bulls legend Scotty Stiffen Pippen. You know, so legendary for not, you know, million, these million-dollar contracts. Yeah, and, 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 yeah, and not, 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 not tipping any of his uh, faithful waitstaff throughout the course of his career in Chicago and probably, probably beyond. Dave, who do you got for your Ebenezer Scrooge in Chicago sports current or past? Well, I'm going to piggyback off of Choi on this one because – to me, Scrooge, of all these names that you gave us, great list, by the way, Scrooge is probably the most notorious, right? He's the household name, and he's the grizzled old guy who can't let go of the past, who wants to punish anybody who crosses him. Is there anybody that fits this bill more than Michael Jeffrey <laughs> Jordan? After, after watching The Last Dance, I mean, is there a guy that doesn't feel more like Scrooge? for anything at the drop of a dime after a weird look after one spoken word said to him he is scrooge and he's ready to go to the past present and future to dunk on you and put up 40 points bob cratchit comes and goes like please sir can we have christmas morning off and michael jordan scrooge just goes why i'm going to practice tomorrow i'm going to work don't you want to be great you're either coming with me or you're not i just expect what i expect for myself in the rest of my employees and teammates so no, you're coming to work on Christmas morning. Who, I mean, who this is, is a man who spent his Hall of Fame speech basically conducting a roast. He roasted people. The, yeah, uh, he, he roasted that high school kid who beat him out for the varsity squad. I mean, at his Hall of Fame speech, you're in the Hall of Fame, Mike. I, I don't think you. I don't think you have to bring that up. 
He had it coming for 35 years. I'm cool with it. Um, that's a, I didn't see that coming at all, Dave. That's a great call. It's a left field call. <laughs> but you know what? Now that I'm wrapping my head around it, I'm completely on board with it. We're going to move on right now. We're going to do Buddy the Elf uh, from the famous movie Elf, played by Will Ferrell. Well, this one, bright-eyed, right? Mm-hmm. Also, Buddy the Elf is not quite in his body yet and looks kind of awkward and is like this weird ogre around all these elves. I'm going with future star tight end Cole Komet. Ooh, okay. He seems like he's bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, but when you see him run out there, you're like, this is a gentleman who has not yet grown into his body still. A little awkward looking. I'm going Cole Komet. Yeah, not sure what he's capable of. I'm sure when he goes to Tariq Cohen's house, he really has to bend down to, like, get in because the ceilings are really low. I hear you. I feel you. Cole Komet. For Buddy the Elf. Mike, what are you thinking for Buddy the Elf? You know, when I think of Buddy the Elf, I'm thinking of, you know, somebody who may not be the smartest guy in the room. A little goofy. Mm-hmm. Has a big heart, though. Works magic out in the, on the ice, in the snow in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. Patrick Kane. Ooh. The guy, you know, once again, maybe a little goofy. Not the smartest guy in the room, but by God, he can work his magic on the ice. So... Yeah, I, I, he, he is my uh, buddy, the elf, uh, 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 kindred spirit. When he's got the when he's got the puck on his stick, he makes magical things happen. Mm-hmm. What I like about this one the most is we're we're interpreting the characteristics of Buddy the Elf with with a similar vein, but all differently. So when I was looking at this one, like you said, Dave, bright eyed and bushy tailed. Like you said, Mike, you know, like he's got like that childlike wonderment, maybe like a touch of magic, but still I was going more on like the concept of he's, he's naive and he's got that ambition of just like, Ooh, what's that? I can do that. I want to try that. So mine is Mitchell Trubisky, (laughs) MT10, went to North Carolina, played quarterback, got drafted number two overall. And he goes, Ooh, I can play quarterback. I can throw a spiral. Ooh, a spiral. What's that? Oh, a touchdown. Sounds like fun. When honestly, truly, he has no idea what he's been doing, really. I feel like he's been faking it to make it, which honestly is not a knock on him because we're all in the entertainment industry. We all know what that's like. Try and just do it until eventually you get there. I feel like Mitch has just been trying to play the role all these years, and unfortunately, the talent has not necessarily lived up to the production or the progression in terms of his skill great choice thank you thank you very much (laughs) george bailey from it's a wonderful life i'm sure everyone has seen the movie before but george bailey basically doesn't feel like he has anything to live for attempts to commit suicide a guardian angel swoops in and shows him what the world would look like if he wasn't around and it turns out that he's also in debt too as well so it's a little bit of a grass is always greener type story by the end of the movie the whole town rallies around you know, to save him by putting money down into that jar and making it happen. So, Dave, who's your George Bailey in this scenario? This isn't an easy one. It's not, but then I really started to look into it. Ultimately, George is a guy who sacrifices his dreams to help his community. And no person speaks to that more to me than Alan Robinson. A-Rob is an absolute star who should be winning ring after ring, but he's willing to just sacrifice it all and just die right here on our Chicago Bears, catching 50-50 balls that are thrown way behind his body. Bless him. 
we paid him. The community came together and we paid him. Can you imagine what it would look like if Allen Robinson was George Bailey and It's a Wonderful Life, and then they showed him what the Bears offense would look like without him? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's yes. Like one of those, it's one of those instances where it's like, you are our Christmas miracle, buddy. Please don't go. I saw, I mean, I saw recently that he's wanting to get out. He's not very happy. He was very upset after we got embarrassed in Green Bay. And, buddy, we're going to miss you. I don't think we're going to be able to hold on to him, but oh, we are surely going to miss you, George. Your offense is terrible. Oh, boy. <laughs> Mike. Dave, we are kismet because oh, hey, Rob. I, here's the thing. In the thousands and thousands of players across Chicago sports history that we both came to Allen Robinson, it's, it's kind of crazy. But, we're you know, my thought it. process – Yeah, my thought process is basically I'm thinking about – you know, kind of like George Bailey, a guy who seemingly has been given a bad lot in life, mm-hmm. having to catch passes from the likes of Blake Bortles, Mitch Trubisky, and now Nick Foles, um, and now back to Mitch Trubisky. It's, uh, it's very much, you know, hopefully he comes to that, uh, not, not suicidal moment, but although I wouldn't play him in playing for the Chicago Bears <laughs> offense, but realizing basically that, you know, he kind of maybe does have a charm life. He's still in the NFL. He's still getting paid millions of dollars. And just like Joey said, Hopefully the entire city of Chicago knocks on, you know, the McCaskey's door with just dollar upon dollar. And, you know, what, what's, what's Chicago's population? Seven, eight million people? You know, each, each resident of Chicago, much less Illinois, you know, uh, springs a dollar here, a dollar there. That could add up and we could pay him that, you know, uh, extended max contract. And who knows, a couple more 50-50 balls where, you know, he ends up sandwiched in between two defenders and he doesn't come down with a pass and we'll sort of see where he's at. I am not going to win this round. That is an excellent call by both of you guys. I was trying to think of a guy whose career is in the tubes and it's looking bleak, but still somehow it works out and the dude gets his money. And I'm looking at Chris Bryant on this one. This little concept of he's wanted $200 million for years and years, probably could have gotten it three or four years ago if you just signed on the dotted line. Maybe got a little greedy. Some also call it betting on himself. But unfortunately, the other side of that coin was he started having shoulder problems. He got hit in the face. He had wrist issues. He had leg issues. He had uh, a swollen knee at one point. And now it looks like he's on his way out of Chicago. It still might be a world where he gets his $200 million, but I just sort of feel like Chris Bryant was the guy that had everything in this world, and it kind of was taken away from him. And then in the end of the movie, the Philadelphia Phillies of the San Diego Padres put some money into that jar, and he still ends up getting paid somehow. Let's hit this one real quick. We're going to go Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer. Mike, who's your Rudolph? Well, he may not have a red nose, but he does wear a red uniform. And just like how the other reindeers, you know, mocked Rudolph for that nose, there were a lot that uh, there were a lot of people that mocked Kobe White for his crazy hair. But just like Rudolph, uh, here's hoping that this young upstart who just relies on blazing speed and slashing to the basket can, you know, help lead the Bulls. Once again, this is all part of that hope for the Bulls with Billy Donovan and Arturis and and the rest of that roster can hope. Uh, lead that uh, lead that team to you know uh, another level so uh kobe white is my uh, thematic rudolph the red-nosed reindeer Ooh, good call tying the nose with the hair a little bit different but still difference is good dave who's your rudolph i'm going mt10 and i wrote a little song in his honor and a one and a two and a three Truby the red-nosed reindeer. 
had some very shoddy throws. And if you ever watched him, you would even say he blows. He blows! All of the NFL players used to laugh and call him names. You're a bust! They never let poor Truby play in many season games. Oh, then one windy Chicago's Eve, Nagy came to say, since Nick Foles has his glutes so tight, won't you start this game tonight? And Howie Bears fans loathed him, even with Chicago D. Fucking Mitch Trubisky, you'll go down in history for actually getting picked ahead of Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. Bravo. Mike drop. Bravo. Mike oh, drop. Man. My goodness. Oh, wow. My is it too late to submit to the Grammys? I mean, that, that's a Grammy nomination right there. Dude, I'm going to auto-tune the shit out of that. Mike's going to put a tasty beat under it. Yeah, <laughs> ringtone. And we're going to play it the whole time. No, it's almost. It's still going. It's still going. It's you almost just, done. You just lost all your sponsors, Joey. You're welcome. Oh, that was fantastic. We're going to let Dave catch his breath. Mike, you're going to go first. <laughs> Kevin McAllister from Home Alone. The Kevin McAllister character. Who are you casting in that role? There's only one name, and that's Chicago White Sox, Nick Madrigal. Have you seen this guy? I, I, I don't know if he's older than Macaulay Culkin was in that movie, and that's he's amazing. certainly uh, uh, just as taller. You know, the, the, he's, I mean, he could play Kevin McAllister today. And um, hopefully for the White Sox, uh, along with his bat prowess, 3.3 strikeout rate in the minor league. So hopefully he can carry that over to the majors. And he showed signs of that. Hopefully he'll be inflicting pain on the baseballs like uh, Kevin McAllister was on Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern. And, and speaking about Harry and Marv, a.k.a. the Wet Bandits, we're talking about uh, a team of two dim-witted idiot villains. I would have to go with John Paxson, Car Foreman, a.k.a. Car Pax, to be their Chicago sports equivalent. Pax is Harry or Marv? I, um, either it's kind of either or, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a good call for me for Kevin uh, McAllister for Home Alone. I'm going Matt Nagy for this one because at this rate with the Chicago Bears offense, by the end of the season, we are going to be putting like race cars on the field, hoping that the defenders slip on them and his like cutesy little trick plays and gimmicks and gadgets. So here's what you do you run an out route, you turn around, the defender gets hit by a paint can in the face. Oh. You're wide open, baby. Touchdown. Okay, here's what I'm thinking. All right, we're going to run the ball, but go to this particular area because we're going to put nails on the field. The defenders hit them. They fall down. It's super hilarious. Uh, and that's how we're going to score points. John McClain from the movie Die Hard. I'm going to go first on this one. I'm going the president of operations for the Chicago Bears, Ted Phillips, because you just Ooh. can't get rid of him. There have been GMs, coaches, players that have come and gone, passed through the Chicago Bears history and lore, and Ted Phillips continues to be at the top, making the decisions of who the general manager is and then, therefore, who the coach is. Dave, you're going to go first. Who's your John McClain from Die Hard? This one doesn't have anything to do with the character. This is just sign me up for the movie of Die Hard starring Jay Cutler. <laughs> It's a very short movie. They just give him the call and say, we need you, John. He goes, don't care. <laughs> Hang
hangs up the phone. End of movie. Would watch. He just Would stays watch. in the hotel all night and just watches like movies because he doesn't want to be around his soon-to-be ex-wife. He just won't even like say hello to her. Ooh, good point. good point. It's right there. Yeah, whatever. I, I hear gunshots. I'm fine. Mike, who's your John McClane uh, from Die Hard? Well, first, I just want to ask your guys' impressions real quick if you believe or don't believe this age-old movie debate if Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Uh, for me, I firmly maintain that it is a Christmas movie. Um, but to, uh, I was saving him. I was saving him because Akeem Hicks, definitely I wanted to use for Santa, but I am having Akeem Hicks play my John McClane because right now, is there a more gregarious athlete in all of Chicago than Akeem Hicks? I would, I, I would argue no. And on top of that, you know, he's, uh, you know, he's got this attitude. He's got the charisma. He's scary, but also lovable. And he's just equipped with a bunch of one-liners in his arsenal. So if there was ever a guy destined to be an action star or maybe a WWE wrestler once his career is over, it's got to be Akeem Hicks. Have a hard time fitting through those vents. But other than that, I'm a thousand percent with you. You're a thousand percent on board. Dave, real quick, is Die Hard a Christmas movie for you? Yeah, I think it is. It's a Christmas movie because I watch it every Christmas. So therefore, it's a Christmas movie. Uh, is there Christmas music in it at the top and bottom? Yes, there is. Is yes. there a Christmas tree in the movie? Yes, there yes. is. Is there a guy being miserable uh, around the general people that he has to spend Christmas with? Yes, there is. It's a Christmas movie. I, I'm sorry. 100%. And I, and I watch it. And I, you know what? Die Hard 2, also a Christmas movie. There I said it. Give me, give me Dennis Franz uh, overacting on a Christmas morning, and I am... A very happy man. Final category, you guys. This is a Christmas wish. If you had one Christmas wish for each of these organizations in our beautiful land of Chicago that we love and cheer for in their, in their sports realm, what would that one wish be? And we're going to try and keep it to like one sentence each for each of you guys. But let's just start first off. Let's go with the easy one, the Chicago Blackhawks. If you had one Christmas wish for the Chicago Blackhawks, what would it be? Mike, you will go first. It's the fountain of youth because I want to see that core team of Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taze, Duncan Keith, Brett Seabrook right off into the sunset one last time of glory. Even if it doesn't end in the Stanley Cup, I want to see them do it. And, I, and just as a side note, real quick, I'm thinking during their Stanley Cup run, along with Marion Hossa and Corey Crawford, I actually think that might be the most dominant team in Chicago sports history because from top to bottom, each one of those guys were tops in the league at their position, whereas, you, you know, we often think of the Chicago Bulls. But even then, it was only three deep with Jordan Pippen and Horace Grant in the first three-peat and Dennis Rodman in the third three-peat. So, yeah, fountain of youth for the Chicago Blackhawks. That's an interesting call. They're definitely going to rival the amount of Hall of Famers. Like the 85 Bears have, uh, I, I don't know how many Hall of Famers off the top of my head, but I'm sure it's going to, that and the Blackhawks is going to get pretty close because I'm with you. They probably have, what, four or five surefire Hall of Famers on that list. Dave, if you're not a full-on hockey head, that's okay. But if you had one wish for the Chicago Blackhawks, what would it be for Christmas? I agree with Mike, but in the same sense, I want to look towards the future. I wrote down, I want these prospects to pan out. I want to see what our future team will look like when all of our heroes leave and hang it up. So that'd be my wish. The Kirby docs of the world, right? Can that next generation lift them up? And I think it sounds like we're all in agreement because I'm Mike, you took the words out of my mouth. My one wish for the Chicago Blackhawks is in the next two to three years, they are in the Stanley cup final 
and Doc Emmerich, whoever's calling the game, is just like, you know, Jonathan Taves, 35 years old, hasn't been in the Stanley Cup for seven years, and this is probably his last chance. You know, give them that one last chance. And I think in order to do that, Dave, we need your wish to come true where the new guys can fortify it a little bit, where it's not just Kane, Taves, Keith, or Bust. Maybe they're more, not complimentary pieces, but more of a collection of talent that can hopefully get them back there just to see him in it just one more time. I know we got three cups, but it's okay to be greedy for Christmas. This is what we want. The Chicago Cubs, one Christmas wish. Dave, you're going to go first because you're a White Sox fan. This is probably easy for you. What's your Christmas wish for the Chicago Cubs? I just want them to lose every Crosstown Classic, Joey. That's it. Is that so hard? Is that so hard? Buddy, you might be getting your wish for the next couple seasons, my friend, because there's a turn of the tide from the north side and the south side coming up. Love it. Mike, what's your Christmas wish for the Chicago Cubs? Well, it would have to be a time machine so that they could go back to 2017 and not make that trade for Jose Quintana trading away Eloy Jimenez and Dylan Cease amongst two other minor leaguers. And, 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 then, and real quick, not to turn the time machine back, Jose Quintana, also a huge candidate for taking an upper decker in your house, <laughs> especially time. if yeah. you were a Chicago Cubs fan, because that dude came for the White Sox and completely just took a crap on that trade that sent Eloy and uh, Dylan Cease over to the White Sox. I'm sorry, Mike, continue. No, no, that, you, you nailed it. You know, it's just two guys, you know, you want to talk about rebuilding for the future. Those two guys would have been core pieces in a potential upcoming Chicago Cubs rebuild. And my one Christmas wish for the Chicago Cubs is I'm going to try and be a little bit more practical because I'm absolutely terrified right now. You gave us a taste of the World Series. Please just don't take us back to the drought days. Please, please, please just don't rebuild. When Jed, when, when Theo was with the Boston Red Sox, at the very least after they won that title, they were able to regroup after a couple of years and get competitive fairly quickly again. Just I hope that they don't slash payroll and take it down to the studs and start all over again. Anthony Rizzo, I, 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 I treasure the guy too much. I think they send Javi Baez to a long-term deal, but maybe not this year, maybe even two years, but two or three years from now, I hope that they can kind of reload and compete again with a different group of guys and not just have this be this concept of, well, we're going to get young and we're just going to waste the last couple great prime years of Baez and Rizzo in the process. That is my one Christmas wish. Tom Ricketts, you don't have to spend a ton of money, ton of money this year, but after that, buddy, you're on notice as a Cubs fan. Seriously, you got your network, you got your neighborhood, you got your team, you got your park. Now you got to put players on the field to keep everybody as happy as they can and be competitive. Let's go on to the Chicago Bulls. One Christmas wish. Mike Choi, you're going to go first. One Christmas wish for the Chicago Bulls. Well, I am going to wish for Zach Levine, the proverbial light bulb going off above his head. Because when you look at this guy, if you were to break him down in all his components, he has everything you'd want to be a superstar in this league. Big, athletic. I mean, he's a freak of nature athletically. You know, can slash and score and, you know, has a great, well, maybe not great, but above average perimeter shot. I, I just, you know, maybe he's too laid back for his own good. But, I mean, if that light bulb ever goes, turns on, he could be a superstar in this league. So, yes, uh, uh, the light bulb above Zach Levine's head. Oh, cheers to that. I'm going to piggyback off that idea, and I'm going to say I want to see that light for the whole team. I mean, it's not our year, right? This isn't that year. I just want them to show signs of life. I want to see Donovan create a spark. I want to see – I want to not be an embarrassment. I want to 
feel good about a few games, uh, uh, a handful of games, get on a streak, just show some signs of life. Give us five to eight years with Donovan. Like, really, let's buy in on this and let's get okay. some stability because there's a lot that buys into that. One, I think he's a great representative of the organization. I think he's a good coach. I think players in general like him. What's the biggest problem with the Chicago Bulls? It hasn't just been like they haven't developed players. It's just they haven't gotten a star to want to change teams and come to Chicago, an amazing, beautiful, incredible city, and try and win some games there. And I think you can talk all you want about a front office and players, but I think a coach is so that, – that little secret sauce in there where if the coach is attractive for one of those big stars to come in, Give us those five to eight years because I think maybe we do get that star with Billy Donovan at the helm. You know, I, I think he's going to help us win some games, maybe a couple more. I don't know about playoffs this year, but let's just really lock into a coach now. Let's not start this revolving door of different guys, and I hope Billy Donovan's the guy for the long term. Speaking of Christmas, though, Joe, I feel like we've got some stars in the past. I mean, we got the ghost of Dwayne Wade future. Remember that when we got him? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a good call. Um, I take it back, Dave. I take it back. <laughs> this one might be easy, guys. Uh, the Chicago White Sox. One Christmas wish for the Chicago White Sox for Christmas this year. I really lowballed all my other wishes so I could – kind of bankroll is this the shiny bike is this yeah, the that, second genesis this is like yeah this is like you get a bunch of little ones and uh you know i don't know if you guys could see this but i, I, I want one of those I'm, I'm showing them my ring i i mean let's shoot for the stars man like i wrote down for la Russa not to slow down this fucking train that's what i wrote down for my wish just get out of the way don't mess it up the train's rolling. Maybe we can get a little more coal in that engine. And baby, maybe not this year. I don't know. But I, I have the feeling in my stomach that I haven't had for so, so long. And it's special. There's some special sauce going yeah, it's, on. It's Miller Genuine Draft. Uh, the South Side's finest beer. is. <laughs> I just don't want La Russa to, uh, you know, add a bunch of seasoning salt to it and mess the whole thing up. Well, I'm going to start with the practical. Um, I'm hoping for George Springer in right field. Ooh, I'm into I, that. I'm hoping for Trevor Bauer as our number two. Okay. And now I'm going to go a little sci-fi for you guys. I am wishing the Chicago White Sox an alternate reality where they are the only baseball team in the city of Chicago. Because let's Whoa. face it, let's face it, wow, no wow, matter wow, what wow, happens, wow. no matter how well they do, they're always going to take a second seat to the Chicago Cubs. That's just the misfortune of playing in the same city as Chicago Cubs. Because let's face it, COVID, nobody in the stands this year, and it didn't look that much different than a regular season. <laughs> so, Again, uh, if, if they could be the lone team in the city of Chicago, I think that would do wonders for them. But, you know, that'll never happen. It would also settle the age-old debate where if you grow up in the Chicagoland area, eventually, whether it's your friends or your parents, they're going to make you choose uh, something that I've denied my whole life. I'm a White Sox fan and a Cubs fan, but eventually that whole, like, you got to pick a team. You got to pick one team. My wish is going to sound uh, very similar. Man, George Springer would be very nice. Mike, I'm way into that one. But I'm closer to Dave. I'm going big, big stuff. Win a World Series in the next two years. The reasoning behind that is twofold. One, this team is ready. 
all the guys are locked up. Abreu is still in his prime right now, and he is still the lead dog in that lineup. So I want to have, you know, if you want to still have the driver in your bag, you want to make sure that Jose Abreu is still in his prime when you win. And honestly, I think in an ideal scenario, they win a World Series in the next two years. Tony La Russa retires, walks off into the sunset with one more ring, and then you can go out and get whoever you want. You can get the youngest, you know, the youngest analytical guy. You can get the hottest name out there in the market. Who wouldn't want to manage the, what, the World Series champs with all those guys locked up for the next six years? You can get a young, exciting manager back in there in that dugout, and you can kind of get it and roll. So I hope they kind of get it out of the way. <laughs> Just sounds terrible. But this is my Christmas wish. And finally, <laughs> finally, what is your Christmas wish for the Chicago Bears? I wish they would lose more games and get Trey Lance, okay? Is that so hard to ask that we can get a QB prospect that is rated in the top eight? How's that? Top eight? How's eight? An actual fantasy starter on the Chicago Bears. Somebody, when Goodell announces our pick, the analysts don't go, uh, hold on. This is a surprise. Hold on. Let me go down my, my list here. He was okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> Mitch is the guy who only started one year in North Carolina. I, I thought there was going to be Deshaun Watson slam dunk here. Uh, I just want the future, Joey. I'm tired of playing this game of like, let's cover the hole in the boat with a piece of flex tape, even though based on those commercials, it really works well. I I don't want to just plug the hole for a year. I, 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 I want to build the Bears' future. We've never had it. Can Ever. we just have it one Christmas? <laughs> just one Christmas, Joe? Oh, little Dave. Go get some more <laughs> porridge. Um, you got to go to work tomorrow morning because Michael Jordan's making you work. That's why. Mike, what's your one wish for the Chicago Bears for this Christmas? Well, I'm going to help you out, Dave. That way you don't even have to get oh, to that God. point. I am going to re-gift that time machine that I had given to the Chicago Cubs, give it to the Bears so that we can go back to 2017. It's a slutty time machine. (laughs) Draft Deshaun Watson like we should have if we are aiming for a QB. Because, you know, here's the thing. We could say Patrick Mahomes, but, you know, it's kind of a false narrative because at the time, nobody thought Patrick Mahomes was No one thought that he was top five. He was mid-round. Some were even saying second round. So, but the logical choice would have been Deshaun Watson. Um, And if we don't get that time machine back from the Cubs, I'm wishing the Bears a divisional realignment into the NFC East because then maybe (laughs) we'd have a shot to win the division. Let's just – no team in the NFC East has a winning record. The Giants lead the division at four and seven. So we we may have a shot. We may have a shot if we get that uh, realignment into the NFC East. My one Christmas wish for the Chicago Bears is that they hire a president of operations – that can oversee an organization that completely changes the way that we go about our business. When we were on a Zoom call, I think we were just hanging out, me and Dave, the other day, and I threw it out there. I'm going to throw it out there now because no one's talking about it, and I want it on the record for Christmas. Kevin Colbert's the general manager for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They just signed him to a one-year extension through 2021. You're like, oh, well, they've had Big Ben. They kind of lucked out there. Well, yeah, okay, but they've drafted receiver after receiver, linebacker after linebacker, they hit on the offensive line. They do pretty good on the defensive line. You can talk, you know, they've had some hard times like drafting cornerbacks or whatever, but just year after year, they keep finding guys and they have the stability. 
I just wish the Bears would do a Theo Epstein-like move and just be like, hey, we're going to go find the best guy from the best organization. We're going to promote him. We're going to pay him more money, and we're going to let him run this thing. In three or four years from now, we're going to look and be like, we've got some really solid options across the board. Now, does this mean we magically get that amazing quarterback that I think, Dave, you know, you want and that I want desperately? Not necessarily. We, we miss Jerry Angelo. We got to get back to the days when every single year we're drafting a Charles Tillman. The next year we draft a Lance Briggs. The year after, you know what I mean? And year after year, we kind of keep piecing guys that we can have around for six, seven, eight years at a time. Instead of, you know, you, gra- you draft Tariq Cohen, he has a good year, regresses the second year, third year, you give him money. You know, that just doesn't make any sense to me. It just feels... It just feels backwards to me. And that is my Christmas wish. Give someone president of operations. Hell, it could be Peyton Manning. I'm open to that. I really am. But go out there and find, like, the best guy possible. Joey, I got goosebumps. I think you nailed it. It starts at the top. And I think if your wish actually came true, the dominoes would fall and me and Mike's wishes would come true. I mean, that's how it's got to happen. It's got to start at the top. You're right. I think even if we get that Trey Lance – it will still be the flex tape hole in the boat situation where it will be temporary. I mean, if we just keep blowing salary like we have, if we keep making these horrible signings, I mean, guys, can you remember? But if I wiped away one Jimmy Graham touchdown, would you remember another huge play he's made this year to justify how much we're paying him when we have someone like Cole Komet who seems like he's ready to go? How many years have we said that? We have 11 other tight ends. I haven't even seen them yet. Uh, Before we get out of here, Mike, I just want to get your opinion. Would you rather have franchise quarterback or franchise-altering president of operations? And you can only have one. I would go uh, president of operations because, you know, that quarterback, you know, outside of the Tom Brady's and Drew Brees' of the world, will last you five, six years-ish at peak level. You know, a president's going to last you, theoretically, a generation if he keeps his job and does his job well. And the problem is, you know, I think my issue has always been, I think the Chicago Bears have relied on the legacy of being the Chicago Bears. We are the most, one of the most historic franchises in all of sports. And to some degree, I think we've always just relied on that. Hey, we're the Chicago Bears. We're the Chicago Bears. Instead of really doing something to elevate the organization. So to your point, I think bringing in a new president of operations potentially changes that culture so that we have success for a generation to come as opposed to the next three, four years. And that's a great point too, because the Chicago bears, our fandom, that fandom is not going away. Right. You know, even the Chicago Cubs got to the point where people kind of stopped going to the games. Like after 20 years, people stopped going to bulls games. We know the story with the white Sox and the Blackhawks. They're always going to go to the game. So for the bears ownership, you know, they never really have their, their feet against the fire. Right. And I, don't, I wish that it, that wouldn't be what it would take to make that happen. But that's a really great point that they've always just kind of rested on the laurels of their legacy. I mean, they're the charter franchise. There's no reason why the Chicago Bears shouldn't be a perennial playoff team the same way that the Cowboys and the Steelers. And granted, they don't get there every single year, right? But, but this middle ground of like, hey, eight and eight, nine and seven is good enough is, is pretty insane. And that's my Christmas wish. And I wish you all a very Merry Christmas as well. This was a Christmas edition of Believe in Betting Chicago. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah to everyone out there. Thank you so much for listening. 
Mr. Mike Choi, Mr. David Spoli. Guys, thank you so much for coming. That was really fun. I had some really great laughs. Today's episode was brought to you by betonline.ag. Thank you so much for listening. Be well, be safe, be good to each other. A couple more pods coming up, but we're going to probably take a break for the holidays. But thank you for listening to this one. We'll be back soon, and we will talk soon. Hello, Sa- Santa. It's it's Dave. I want to I change my, my wish. Yeah. Oh, this is Tony LaRusso? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.